1: Today on Crawl Call, do you remember the days of the radio soaps? Well, David A. Gregory is bringing them back in the technology age with the Western audio drama Powder Burns. It's a series he wrote and produced, and he'll rustle up the details of the project today for us. Then, with Thanksgiving just around the corner, the kitchen witch, Lindsay Wells is flying back to the show with tips and magic tricks to make preparing your Thanksgiving dinner easier than ever that's what's coming up today on Crowl Call. Howdy, partner. I'm going to have to work on this. We've got to be talking about Westerns coming up. Howdy, pilgrim. It's getting better. I have time to work on it before David A. Gregory gets here. But hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Kroll Call. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. We are here live this week. It is Friday, November 13th, 2015. It's 11-13-15. I don't know if there's some sort of numerology thing there that we should be picking up on, but... I'm throwing it out there. You can Google it and see if it means anything in the meantime. So today's show is going back to sort of what we have been doing for the last year. We're going to be bringing on some of our favorite people, talking about their latest projects. And then we're going to have an expert who swoops in and helps us make the most of things that we're already doing. That, of course, this week is Thanksgiving Thanksgiving is less than two weeks away, unless, of course, I have it as the wrong day, in which case it could be more or less than that. But according to my calculations, it's about 13 days away. And that means that, of course, everyone is already talking about Black Friday shopping. I think we've been talking about Black Friday shopping for a couple of weeks now. And it seems to me that Thanksgiving is just getting squeezed out of the picture. We've got Halloween, which is all about buying candy and, and costumes and having fun and going to parties and uh, bobbing for apples and all that other stuff. And then there's Thanksgiving, which is a day to, you know, make some food and get around a table and be thankful and be grateful and be around your loved ones, your family and friends. Eh Nobody cares about that. We're on to the next holiday where we can make some money and, and gift and all sorts of fun things. Of course, that being Christmas, Hanukkah, other winter holidays. Christmas decorations have been up in stores since, I believe, September by my calculations. They were in the Target. I've got pictures. They're probably on my Instagram account at Dan J. Kroll. Go in and check it out. You can pretty much get the timeline there for yourself. But my question to you, for those of you who are listening and can tweet at this particular point in time, how soon is too soon to put up Christmas decorations on your house? I'll give you a moment. You can tweet at Dan J. Kroll or at Kroll Call Show. I'll be reading what you're saying during the course of the show. But it's just something that I put out there. For me, I always thought that the standard practice was that you started putting up your Christmas decorations after you were done eating your turkey on Thanksgiving. It gave you something to do to burn off the calories. You'd go out into the yard. You'd hang up a couple of lights, uh, maybe a lot of lights. And then, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, poof, the lights are on and everybody's happy and everyone's in a Christmas spirit. I've seen what I believe to be Christmas decorations already up in the neighborhood surrounding here at, you know, New Kroll Manor. And I think that it's, I think it's too early. I don't think that there should be Christmas decorations up just yet. Although it's tough to tell because there are some people who have up lights all year round and I'm convinced that they have a little color adjusting dial that perhaps they they twist and change to make it color appropriate for whatever holiday they've, they've got. Back when I lived in Philly, there was a woman uh, on a nearby street who decorated for every single holiday, big or small. She decorated for Arbor Day. She decorated for Boss's Day. It, it, I mean, it, it's kind of nice, I guess. But That's a level of commitment that I don't think that I have in my life. I don't have all that extra free time to go out and put up red, white, and blue lights for Fourth of July and then to take them down and then put them back up for Veterans Day and to take them down and put them back up for uh, Voting Day, all that stuff. I don't have that in me. So I'm curious for those of you out there who are inclined to decorate, when do you start decorating? Let me know. Give me the information. Again, go to the Twitter machine for that. I do see that a couple of folks here are saying that normally the, the weekend after Thanksgiving, depending on, you know, how you feel and how much pumpkin pie you've eaten. That's what I say. That's what I agree with. It's only my thought, but there you go. So speaking of everything that's been going on here at Croll Manor, not quite ready for, for Christmas, still unpacking. I have a story that I am really probably shouldn't be sharing, but I'm going to share it anyway because, you know, that's what we do here on the show. That's what I do. It's my show. I can do what I want. So I'm going to share this with you. I went to take out the trash the other night, and we have trash two nights a week here. I think it's excessive. I think we only need it one, but they've divided it into two. Whatever. That's another issue for another time that we'll take up. Maybe with Lindsay, find out what she thinks. But I was taking the trash out, and it was dark. So I mean, that could be anywhere from 530 at night to 530 in the morning, but I was probably closer to midnight and I started taking out the trash. And that's when I heard a dog running towards me. You know, you had that that familiar noise. You could hear the collar, the jangling of the the registration tags on the collar. And I knew it was late at night. Everybody's asleep. No one's going to be able to help me. So I put down the trash cans and started to run in the opposite direction, maybe not run, more of a brisk walk towards the door to try to get back inside before I'm eaten by this rabid dog. And the dog is starting to run faster as I'm walking faster. And I'm getting to the door and I'm getting to the door and I get into the house and I realize the dog is still following me. Of course, as you're probably figuring out by now, it wasn't a dog. It was my keys that I had half dangling out of my pocket that were rustling and jingling and made me think that there was a dog after me. So I'm clearly not adjusted to living here in the middle of nowhere at the new spot. Um, I will admit I didn't really run. It was more of a brisk, brisk uh, saunter, perhaps a gallop, uh, whatever you want to call it. But I was absolutely 100% convinced that there was a dog chasing after me i the only one that this is, my, my Twitter feed has now gone crickets. Apparently, everyone has judged me and, and chased away from all of my, my stories here. I, I can't be the only one that's done something like this, where you've scared yourself or had yourself believing that one thing was going on, and as it turns out, that's not the case. Please share your embarrassing stories with me. Uh, I won't read your real names on the air if you post them. I might. I may not. Uh, I'm inclined to say no because I want you to share them with me. And then on a a much lighter note, uh, after being chased by a rabid dog, I was chased by a rabbit dog. I was getting self set up this morning to get myself ready, come here, do the show, all that other stuff. Had the shower running, left the door open, went to get socks, come back, and my rabbit is in the shower. I have never seen a rabbit in a shower before. I was not even really aware that rabbits liked water. But, um, you know, I guess it was a first time for everything. So he was, you know, hopping around until a good gust of the water got on him and then he hopped out and ran away or hopped away as the case may be. Maybe he thought he was being chased by a dog as well. But those are the things that are going on in my world. Those are the things that are going on here at Kroll Manor. I hope that you're week has been more entertaining than that, or maybe less entertaining, depending upon how you look at it. Of course, all of this pales in comparison to as we're going on the air today, there are some uh, horrific events taking place in Paris, there have been explosions, there have been shootings, there have been reports of hostages being taken, scores of people have been killed. And, um, you know, it's one of those things that and sort of puts into perspective what we do here on the show. Come on the air to spend about an hour of our time trying to entertain you, trying to you know bring you stuff that you'd like to know. We've trans sort of uh, did transfer of our scope to go from talking just about soap things to more uh, things that are going on in the world. And here we are getting ready to talk about some Westerns and talk about how to make the most of your Thanksgiving. And, of course, there are things going on elsewhere that are sort of beyond what we expect to have to talk about here on the show. So our thoughts and prayers are with everyone who is in Paris, everyone who knows someone in Paris who may have been impacted by this. And as I said, that that's sometimes you come on the show to talk about light and fluffy topics, and you can't really ignore what's going on in the world because it seems to be maybe a little misplaced. So that's what we're doing here on the show. We're going to be talking to David A. Gregory in just a little bit. I did find out that Lindsay Wells, who is the kitchen witch, she's coming up in the second segment. I'm hoping she calls in a little bit early because I found out on the Facebook machine that she may have a little thing for David A. Gregory. I believe she called him her favorite soap punk. So perhaps we can, you know, exploit that in some way and get her on, maybe to talk to David and see what's going on. But Lindsay is always, if you remember last year on our Thanksgiving show, she helped us come up with some ideas, of ways to save some time and in, in preparations for our Thanksgiving meal. So that's a lot of good things that she can come up with. And she's going to be back again this year. She's had a whole year to think about things that she can do to help us Save time with our Thanksgiving meals, or maybe some shortcuts. We're gonna find out what we can cook ahead of time, because to me, that's the big one. You don't want to be up the day before, or early the day of Thanksgiving, and cooking pies and and whipping mashed potatoes and all that. You want to be able to sort of space it out, so you're not crazy time. Although there is, I would guess, there's some fun in that as well. And coming up after our first break, as I mentioned, David A. Gregory is here. He's got a really interesting project that we're going to be talking about. It is sort of going back to the days before our serial dramas were on television. It sounds like a a novel concept to the kids who were, you know, don't even remember rotary dials on the telephones or even telephones that had cords I'll let that sort of settle in your minds for a bit. We do have to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more of this week's episode of Crow Call. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash VoiceAmerica. Hey Soap Fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap Fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. Everyday SoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with The Scoop for spoilers and previews, or share your thoughts with other Soap Fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now, let's get back to more of this week's Kroll Call. Hey, everybody, welcome back to this week's episode of Kroll Call. still your host, I'm still Dan Kroll. My first guest this week, though, is known to daytime viewers for his role as Robert Ford on One Life to Live. He's now the writer and producer of a new series that is sort of a throwback to the way that we used to get our entertainment. It's an audio drama called Powder Burns, and we have a clip, so let's take a listen.
2: Now you just hold it right there.
1: A blind sheriff. Most outsiders think I'm the town drunk
2: the way I keep running into things. An able deputy. I say we give him a few miles and cut him off at the pass. No man is that fast on the draw when he's taken upon by surprise. An original western audio drama. Mr. Cunningham, you may lead the way. You need a hand on my arm, Sheriff? No, sir. I am blind, not a cripple. Powder Burns. I'm Emmett Burns. What can I do for you? Experience the West as he does. I thought you said it was
1: illegal to pull a gun in the bank, Sheriff. He won't
2: miss standing that close. Without sight, in it. As long as I've known you, you've always been able to see things the way they are. John Wesley Ship is Powder Burns Streaming Summer 2015
1: Holster that weapon, deputy. How in the hell do you do that? Give me the willies. Yeah. David A. Gregory is the force behind Powder Burns. He's here now to tell us all about the series. David, welcome to the show. We may have lost him, but if he were here, I'm sure he would have said, Hi, Dan. I'm so happy to be on the show. Maybe he would have. Maybe he would have. I'm hoping that he did. In the meantime, we're going to wait to see if we can get him back. He may be calling back in just a couple of moments. But as you heard in the clip, the subject, the star of this series, Powder Burns, is a sheriff who happens to be blind. So that's an interesting concept. It sounds to me... Like it could be the focus of, it could be very comedic. There could be a, a, a funny spin to it. This is not the case. So hopefully we'll be able to get David back sooner rather than later. I think he might be there. I'm here. I'm so sorry about that. That's all right. So as I was saying, if you were here, you would have heard me say, welcome to the show, and you would have said, <laughs> thanks. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely glad to be here, and I'm
2: glad to be back. I can say that. I, I was... A little nervous there. I was like, oh, no, of course, as soon as the commercial is done, <laughs> then I'm clicked out for some reason.
1: Should we blame it on Friday the 13th? Or are you somewhat oh, superstitious?
2: Maybe, may, uh, you know, it depends. It's weird if, if you know, so once someone told me Mer- Mercury was in retrograde, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, that means everything is going wrong because Mercury is in retrograde. So, I don't know. I think, it, I think it's uh, 50-50.
1: Do you do anything? Will you admit to doing anything that you think is uh, slightly superstitious for me? Um, You know, if I spill salt, I will, you know, toss it over (laughs) my shoulder. Uh, That's about it that I can think of. But I I admit to doing some crazy things like that.
2: I will tell you, I definitely, I insist that if I'm making a toast and, you know, I'm with friends that are toasting, we have to look each other in the eye. Uh, I think it's definitely bad luck if you do not look someone in the eye when when you toast.
1: For sure. God. I didn't know that that was a superstition, but I will admit to doing that, too. I will keep the eye oh, contact yeah. until I'm done drinking.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to make sure that, you know, it's part of feeling the blessing the or whatever it is that you're toasting about. I, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty superstitious about that. I don't know about anything else, though.
1: Okay. And there are a lot of toasts at times during Thanksgiving. So I have to ask you, Thanksgiving is coming up. Are you a cook? Do you like to do the whole Thanksgiving thing? Or are you a sit back and let someone else who's really good at cooking cook the Thanksgiving? Where do you lie on the Thanksgiving scale?
2: I have been on both sides of that coin, um, depending on the situation that I'm in. So, you know, I had a roommate uh, a couple years ago that uh, he loved to cook and was was very into it. And so we hosted a Thanksgiving and a bunch of people at our house uh, and he took care of the turkey and I took care of, you know, the mashed potatoes, the stuffing, all the fixings. And then I think we both tag teamed a couple of pies, something like that. Um, and then I've been to situations where, you know, someone says, sit back, relax, have a glass of wine. Uh, we got it all taken care of. So um, I, I think the best part about that is that I've had a variety of Thanksgivings and, you know, treasure the memories that go with that. But uh, I don't mind getting on my feet and stirring a pot and, you know, making something. I, I kind of dig it.
1: I, I like that I mean this is what I like to hear it's uh it's kind of fun, I think, to be on that. there's a certain hectic nature that goes along with uh you know <laughs> trying to make sure that everything comes out at right just the right time so that you don't have right. you know, mashed potatoes and are waiting six hours for the turkey to get done
2: right It's funny because no matter how how much you plan there's still uh, there's still a little bit of the you know, the chaotic nature that you kind of relish in. I think. I did. You know, oh my god, your, your potatoes are done and my turkey's not done. I think that that's part of the experience. You do? <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I mean, I suppose that's the case. To, uh, to a
2: degree. To a degree. As long as there's not a huge, you know, six-hour window like you said. I think.
1: <laughs> I've been on the opposite side where no one told me that a fresh turkey, the one that was had never been frozen, will apparently cook faster than one that has been frozen and thawed. And, oh, you know, the turkey was done. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, well, okay. Um, anyway.
2: And that so you, you said, you know, we're going to eat in spurts tonight. So we're going to have the turkey first and then we're going to have everything else and that way they won't get too full. And you, you, yeah, you worked it out.
1: I would have to imagine that in things okay. to be thankful for at the top of your list would definitely be uh, the folks who I guess we would call fans, folks who have supported you, and folks who have made Powder Burns a possibility. This went to a Kickstarter campaign.
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, and obviously, we're not the first project of its kind as far as, you know, entertainment, um, web-based entertainment, to be funded through a Kickstarter. But there's no way we could have done what we've done without that. And it's, it's incredible. We We're in a time now where you can have an idea and ask people, you know, A, if they think they like it, um, to to help you continue to make it come to fruition. And that's exactly what happened. And um, this year especially for me has been the year of powder burns and I it's definitely the top of my list. I'm I'm so grateful for what it's stood for in my life and, and for what it means that people have supported it.
1: Well, let's talk about it. You mentioned having an idea and then having fans behind it. Where did the idea come from? For folks who are listening who maybe need a little bit more after hearing the trailer at the top, what is Powder Burns? Sure. Powder Burns
2: is a, it's a Western audio drama that takes place solely from the perspective of someone who's blind. So the audience, in effect, experiences events on the show as the blind sheriff experiences them without their sight. Um, this is an idea I've had for a long time. I grew up listening to audio dramas and my grandmother got me hooked on some old broadcasts of Gunsmoke and the Lone Ranger. And, um, I've always wanted to do one it, you know, currently. And I, I figured that the only way to legitimize that medium for an audience, um, would be to make the lead character fine so that the audience experiences it the way he does. And, um, you know, uh, I actually tried a couple of different genres first. Uh, long story short, my computer crashed. and I lost some episodes when I had it as a sci-fi idea. And uh, then I tried it as a private detective idea and I, you know, I couldn't make it work. And the Western was the third genre I settled on. That doesn't mean that it was not the genre. You know, It doesn't mean it was my third choice. It was just the third try, basically. And um, it worked. I wrote four episodes in a very short amount of time and I started talking to some people about making... Maybe doing a pilot episode and and trying to get some funding to see if it would work. And I was pleasantly shocked how much people rallied around the idea and truly believed in it, not just from a professional standpoint, but we got huge support from the disabled community. Someone sent me a message saying, you know, they've never seen or they've never heard something where, you know, someone who's disabled is in the driver's seat and it's not a crutch. It's a... It's an addition to their personality. It's something that they use to, you know, uh, be empowered by. And I was very touched by that. So there's a, there's a lot of different layers op- operating here that have been a, a blessing more than I thought would happen.
1: It's interesting because when we think of entertainment particularly in 2015, heading into 2016, we think of, you know, big visual media productions. We think of something, you know, coming out in December, we think of the new Star Wars, where it's probably, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars on special effects to make everything happen, because we need to sort of uh, be shown what's going on. And here, you know, as I was saying, sort of at the top of the show, we're taking a step back to what an entire generation grew up on were when they didn't have a television, when there weren't that sort of easy access to visual media. It's weird to say that this is sort of a, a new concept, even though it's yeah. an old concept. Right.
2: Um, that, that's the interesting thing to me is, you know, the shows that my grandmother introduced me to, I grew up with them and my memories of growing up with shows like The Lone Ranger and Gunsmoke, Mm -hmm. which aired on radio in the 1940s. Uh, Some of them go back as far as the 1930s. I have some of the same memories that a lot of people of that generation do, gathering around what was my boombox as a kid, but what was a radio. Um, And I I, I can understand that the appeal, and this is something we still go back to, you know, it's not just enough to have a flashy, spectacle-driven film anymore. We want uh, character-driven Films, things that are very interesting uh, for us to watch, yes, but also for us to go, oh, I, I can understand what that person is going through. And when you strip all the visuals away, you're forced to focus solely on the characters, and that's what this medium does. Um, and that's also why it, it works as a Western. The Western is incidental. The idea is that we've stripped away cell phones, we've stripped away modern technology, so that these people, <laughs> sounds crazy, actually have to talk to each other. And there's some very deep story there. And I had someone recently ask me, you know, how is it relevant to today's audience? And um, basically we're able to tackle certain social and ethical issues that are plaguing America today. Um, and we're able to do it in this guise of a classic Western, um, but it doesn't feel preachy because we are set in a different time. Um, so we are able to talk about, you know, PTSD and Alzheimer's and school shootings and things that are definitely important issues to discuss today. And we're able to do it in an entertaining way that I think maybe people might um, consider thought-provoking without really uh, being bogged down by it. And I think that that's also important. So there's, like I said before, there's a lot of things at play. Sorry, I'm I'm going
1: off on a tangent. Oh, uh, not at all. Not at all. And let's discuss the cast a little bit. I mean, talk about the characters uh, yeah. You know, we have John Wesley Shipp, played your dad on One Life to Live. Um, I hate to say this, but he's kind of amazing. I mean, everything that I've seen him in, he's kind of amazing.
2: Oh, I know. He, well, that's the thing. So I, I was originally, because I knew he's a busy guy, he's back on The Flash now. Um, so this was l- last year, I sent him an email about it. And I said, hey, so I've got this guest starring role on this uh, audio drama I'm doing. I'd love for you to jump in he sent me a thing and he said, you know what? Whatever you want, I'm there. Whatever you need, I'll do it for you. And I said, well, I mean, I was going to make him do the just yes star because he's, I knew how busy he was. I said, if you're game for this, what if we made you the blind sheriff? And he knocks it out of the park. I think it's truly one of the, I mean, I might be biased just because I love the project, but he's really doing incredible work. And I hope people get to, to listen and, and see, with, see literally what he's doing. He's, He's doing something very special, and he lends such a such a grandeur and a and a, and a weight to this project that it it may not have without him. Somebody asked me why I didn't play the blind sheriff, and I said, "Well, because I'm not a 60 year old man who sounds like an ex civil war general." I mean, John really infuses it with something, and it's it's very powerful.
1: It's interesting, as I was listening to some of the episodes, I figured. As I do with a lot of things, uh, you know, multitask, you know, you're going to do some work and you have it on in the background, you sort of listen peripherally. The problem that I had, and this is certainly not a problem for you on your side, I could not do that. I could not (laughs) multitask as I was doing work. You know, in hearing what was going on, I had to stop what I was doing because I really needed to give all of my attention to the episode. So, uh, I mean, I'll again, I enjoyed it. It did take away from my work, and I'm sure there are people who will be chasing <laughs> me down with pitchforks later. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's strange that, it's, that TV I can do that with. I can put it on in the background sure. and sort of, you know, fluff around. This, it had my attention, David.
2: Thank you. I appreciate It's interesting that you bring that up because someone asked me the other day, I was like, well, you know, nobody listens to anything anymore. And I was like, let me ask you something. What are your favorite shows on television? And they mentioned to me, and I said, how, how often do you sit down, and this is no offense to any of those shows, but how often do you sit down and you watch every frame of that show? You don't. You actually, uh, you know, you, you get on your phone sometimes if there's, you know, it's easy mm-hmm. to be distracted. And I said, all I'm asking you to do is take away the visuals so you don't feel like you're missing anything. And what some people have said to me is what ends up happening is they end up doing what people did seventy-five years ago and gathering around the quote unquote radio to listen. And it becomes a, a more of a familial thing. And um I, I just I think that's the greatest compliment. I, I appreciate you saying that. That's the very
1: the Now first, I will I first. will say though, I did not go full the way back in time. Like I wasn't chopping wood and oh, sure, uh, knitting sure. <laughs> and, and cooking on a skillet over a fire. I mean, I, I was still <laughs> technology-based, but I, I, I was enjoying it a lot. Uh, and I'm not the I... only one, because there, are, there were originally 16 initial nominations at this year's Audioverse Awards. There are now 10 final ballot nominees for Powder Burns in a bunch of different categories. I think you pretty much dominated almost the best supporting actor okay. in a short-form serial. <laughs> and for you best writing of an original short-form serial production. So uh, apparently there are a lot of people who like this.
2: Uh, I got to tell you, there, there's been feedback, and like I said before, there's been this overwhelming positivity that's, that's come from this. I have never created something, you know, I, I love to write, and I, I've i had ideas before this that, you know, oh, this, yeah, maybe this isn't going to work, and I've tried other things. Um, never have I ever dealt with something where other people get just as excited about my idea as I am. And, and that's not just, uh, my creative team. That's also the people that listen to it. And there's been an overwhelming response. Um, uh, we should know, we should know about the Audioverse award, uh, finals very soon, I think within next week. But, um, I was, I was so touched by it. They just, especially the supporting actor <laughs> ballot. Uh, we, we all were talking, we felt bad for the other guy. It's, for those of you who don't know, there's five nominees in that category, and four of them are, are on powder burn, it's,
1: it's pretty awful. I mean, you know, uh, there, are certain, <laughs> well, there are worse things. I say it's, it's, it's a, a testament to the quality of this series. Before we are out of time for this segment, it is time, David, for a little bit of a speed round. So, these are just things okay. that pop into my head. You never know what they're going to be. They usually have something to do with what we're talking about. So, first okay. question... Your favorite cowboy accessory. Is it the cowboy hat, the horse, the cowboy boots, or something else?
2: Um, I'm going to go right away with the horse. Uh, because even if I'm not in all the other stuff, when I'm sitting on a horse, I definitely feel like a cowboy. So you've got to have the horse.
1: Okay. Do you have a favorite Western movie or TV show?
2: Oh, man, you are asking all the right questions. Um, Right away, favorite Western movie. Uh, I believe it's 1963, 1962. Um, the man who shot Liberty Valance, Jimmy Stewart, John Wayne. The only time they ever appeared on screen together It's pretty amazing. It's a great film. Uh, Western TV show has got to be. Um, we could go a little bit more modern. Maybe Deadwood. I love Deadwood. Hell on Wheels. I mean, it's making a comeback. So just you wait.
1: <laughs> For me. Uh, I mean, for TV show, I guess it falls into there. I'd have to say Bonanza because it gave so many people that you know that we go to later, particularly uh, David Canary, love him. Oh love yeah, him and all my children. Yeah, uh, partial there. Just throwing that out there. Okay, Absolutely. so Bonanza
2: and Gunsmoke. They, I mean, they ran forever, so you know they're staples of history.
1: They kind of are. So because Powder Burns is a audio drama, that leads me to this question. Who do you think has the most famous voice? Um, uh, Wow,
2: Uh, well, uh, you mean the most one, right? I guess that's tricky. Um, You mean of all time? We're talking about all time here, or are we talking about in Westerns?
1: No, oh, yeah, of all time, in anything. You know, for a lot of people, it might be uh, James Earl Jones. Uh, yeah, Morgan Freeman, I think, has a very recognizable and famous voice. For some, it's the, you know, the woman who does all the commercial ads from you know, uh, Comet and Mr. Clean sure, and all sure. that. It could be anyone. Anyone that comes to mind? I'm going to throw you a curve. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Siri. How about that? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you mentioned that. Uh, We (laughs) had the original voice of Siri as a guest here on the show um, back for Mother's Day. And she has been replaced. There's a new voice of Siri. Did you know this? No! Oh, no. (laughs) I I love the original Siri. You can't go wrong. Well, apparently you could because they decided that Siri needed a new voice. I don't know Uh, why, but yeah. Wow. I don't know how I feel about that. I'm
2: partial, I guess. <laughs> Call me old school, but the original theory. Whoever thought I'd ever say a sentence like that, that's pretty incredible. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm sure they'll be analyzed for years. And then finally, yes, sir. favorite food at Thanksgiving?
2: Oh, I got to go with stuffing. Ah, that's tough. It's, a t- it's sort of a tie between stuffing and mashed potatoes, but I feel like you can have mashed potatoes other times of the year. Stuffing is pretty unique to Thanksgiving, I would say, so... Stuffing and or dressing, whatever
1: your household calls it. <laughs> in the in the bird or by itself?
2: Um, I've had it both ways. And, you know, stuffing is nothing to me. Uh, maybe by itself, because I feel like you can do more with it. And there's always
1: more if it's by itself. That is actually true. That's a very good... Yeah. Very very smart. See, the guests on Croll Call are very smart folks, for those of you who are listening. <laughs> now, with that... That brings us to the end of the speed round. So now, David, we need for you to let everyone know where they need to go and what they need to do to be able to listen to Powder Burns.
2: Absolutely. It's free. I am proud to say we have four episodes out, um, out of the seven that are going to be in our first season. And uh, you can go into powderburnswest.com. And the episodes are free to listen there. And there's also a little bit of visual media, some videos and stuff of behind the scenes, how we made it, some pictures um, that you can look at. And it's also a podcast that's free on iTunes. So if you search under podcast Powder Burns, you'll find it. And we've got some some great performers. i got to plug Florencia Lozano. I haven't mentioned her yet. She's uh, She guest stars in episode two. And she'll be back for the rest of the season when we do it next year. And uh, I've got to plug, of course, Robert Bond from the original Magnificent Seven. Uh, guest starred on the show for us. And his episode came out came out right around the time of the original Man from, or the uh, the Man from Uncle remake came out this summer. So he was on a lot of people's minds and, and was also on our show. And we're very proud to have him also. Um, it's a great show and it's easy to listen to. Episodes are 15 to 20 minutes long. Uh, You know, you can listen while you're on your commute, although, according to Dan, you might have to pull over and, like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) can't focus on the gas pedal and listening at the same time. But you mentioned visual media. Need to do something before we have to take a break. I'm I'm getting wrap-up sounds in my head. But in one of the visual media, you appear and you're talking, telling people why they need to tune in. There is in the background an ironing board, which leads me to the question, do you like to iron clothing? This is a very difficult question <laughs> for a lot of people. Some people find it therapeutic. There are other people oh. like me who end up making more wrinkles than yes. when they yes. started with I- the ironing. Where are you on the ironing scale?
2: I think I'm, I think I'm in your corner. I, think it, I find it pretty stressful. I, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I could damage it or make it worse. You know, we all have that shirt that we've ruined because we put it on the wrong setting. So when in doubt, and I'm, I can't believe I'm saying this, Uh, I will sometimes throw it in the dryer first to see if that just fixes it. And if it doesn't, then if I got the ironing board out, it's serious.
1: (laughs) There you have it. Everything that you (laughs) wanted to know about David A. Gregory, but were afraid to ask, I ask it for you. David, thank you so much for spending a little bit of the Friday the 13th of November 2015 here with me on the show.
2: Absolutely, Dan. Thanks again for having me back. I appreciate it.
1: If you are preparing a Thanksgiving meal, stay tuned because Lindsay Wells is coming up and she's got all sorts of tips and magic tricks for you. That's when we come back. Stay tuned. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one
2: internet talk station where your opinion counts.
0: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: Hey Soap fans, are you looking for the inside scoop on your favorite daytime drama series? Well, for 20 years now, Soap fans have looked no further than SoapCentral.com. EverydaySoapCentral.com has comprehensive daily recaps of all the happenings on your favorite soap operas. You can take a peek ahead with the scoop for spoilers and previews or share your thoughts with other soap fans from around the world on our bustling message boards. If you're looking for a little history or just looking to settle a bet with a friend, check out hundreds of character profiles and actor biographies. Now you'll know who slept with who, who's related to who, and of course, who's come back from the dead the most times. Plus, there are exclusive interviews, red carpet coverage of the daytime Emmys, and much, much more. So whether you're watching The Young and the Restless, Days of Our Lives, General Hospital, or The Bold and the Beautiful, or if you're reflecting on some of the soaps that are no longer with us, SoapCentral.com will keep you tuning in tomorrow. Now let's get back to more of this week's Pro Call. Welcome back to this week's edition of Bad Impressions. During the commercial break, I summoned, I don't know, some sort of demon uh, that I thought was truly a child. But we are just 13 days away from Thanksgiving. That's just far enough away that you don't have to really start cooking anything, but just close enough to set off some panic about what you're going to make. So what do you do? Where do you go? Who do you turn to? I would say, the kitchen witch, of course. Lindsay Wells is back with some tips and other magic tricks to make preparing your Thanksgiving dinner easier than ever. She is not Julia Child, but she, I don't know. Lindsay, I'm going to work on it. In the meantime, save me. Welcome back to the show.
0: Thanks, Dan. And and I have to say, it was a valiant effort to do Julia Child, but I, I think you should just stick to radio show. I and, would uh, maybe maybe skip the impressions a <laughs> bit.
1: Well, I would normally at this point since it's been a while since you've been on the show, too long since you've been on the show. I would ask what have you been up to? But according to the Facebook, Victorious, I have cracked level 92 <laughs> of Candy Crush. Oh. I know what you've been up to, Lindsay Wells.
0: OMG, it is of the devil, that game. I, I was, I was completely, completely, um, Candy Crush free until about two months ago when a friend lured me to the dark side. And I, I literally spent a week on on level 92 until I crushed it. So I think I I might need some kind of intervention at this I can point. Tell you,
1: I've never played Candy Crush.
0: Ever. Don't do it. You just you just don't ever want to go there. It is it is highly addicting.
1: All right, so I won't now. This is I think we need a little asterisk because some folks may not be aware of this, but. As we are preparing for Thanksgiving here in the U.S., Mm -hmm. our folks in the Great North have already had Thanksgiving. You had it back in October, so you already have had the whole Thanksgiving meal under your belt, correct?
0: Yes. Yes, I'm a, I'm a Thanksgiving veteran at this point. We celebrate Thanksgiving in October, and our Thanksgiving story is it, it kind of correlates with the coming in of the harvest. And this year was really quite interesting because my son, who is 23 years old, just moved in with his girlfriend. They live in the beautiful city of Vancouver, and he and she took... All of my tips that I'm going to share today, and they actually cooked their very first Thanksgiving Day dinner ever. And actually, I shouldn't really, I should really take all the credit because many of the tips I'm going to share, my son came up with. He's got a background working in restaurants and cooking, and uh, so I've got some neat things to share with you today.
1: I like this. And, you know, I have moved in. Folks, you already know this, but I'm saying it anyway. I have moved into Kroll Manor. I have a brand new kitchen that I've shared photos of on Instagram and Facebook and all these other places. So mm-hmm. I have new appliances that I need to learn how to get to work before Thanksgiving so I don't crisp the turkey by accident. <laughs> um, and may
0: I say that kitchen is spectacular.
1: Thank I was you. like,
0: I, I was just having a moment while, while I looked at it. You know, you, you, you must get in there and christen. I,
1: I'm very excited. I started with an oven stuffer roaster to sort of christen the, the kitchen and make sure that I'm there. It was all right. A awesome. little nervous. So what I need from you and what so many people who are listening need to know uh-huh. are sort of in all of the rush of the Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, David and I talked about it of trying to get everything timed. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that we can start ahead of time? What are And more importantly, when should we start cooking certain things ahead of time to take that last-minute rush of cooking out of the way?
0: Sure. Well, first of all, the... The big things that you can cook ahead of time, and and this is done in restaurants all the time, is any of your side dishes. So, for example, your mashed potatoes. Those, believe it or not, you can actually do mashed potatoes and freeze them if you want. Um, that might be a little extreme for people, but you can certainly do up your mashed potatoes a day or two before Thanksgiving and, uh, and then just bring them to room temperature, keep them in the refrigerator, and they can be gently reheated in the oven. So just use your favorite mashed potato recipe and then gently reheat, adding a little bit of warm milk or cream and a little bit more butter at about the halfway point. I usually reheat at about 350 degrees for oh, 45 minutes or so, and, um, and that keeps you from, you know, that steamy, sweaty mess that we all get into when we're trying to get our side dishes out. Uh, same applies for your stuffing. You can get that put together ahead of time, and um, uh, sweet potatoes, turnips, any of those things, it makes your life so much easier because you're not going to be, as I said, in a hot, steamy kitchen.
1: You know what makes my life a lot easier is the fact that I don't cook vegetables. So that's a whole lot less to cook. It,
0: it does make it a lot easier, Dan. That's for sure. But I just hey, cut them all out. Just cut them all out, yeah. And then just like throw the turkey in the oven and you're good to go. That's Maybe a little stuffing.
1: I'm, that's what I'm all about. So some of these other tips, uh, you know, we, we've talked about that's actually extremely helpful to know that you can do the side dishes and focus on the on the big bird. Uh, Not Big Bird, but the bird. Oh, God, people are going to think I'm trying to cook off Big Bird. But what are some (laughs) of the other tips? What are some of these other things that you have? Because, again, there's already stress in worrying about maybe who's going to be at the dinner. You don't need Uh to also worry about the craziness of making the dinner at the same time. So let's hear some of these wonderful Kitchen Witch tips.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, first of all, one of the things that I wanted to say is about your potatoes. Now, this may sound a little bit kooky, but I've got this secret for making potatoes taste amazingly good and that is if you add a little bit of chicken stock to the potatoes when you're mashing them you can either add like liquid chicken stock or even like powdered stock it adds this beautiful depth of flavor um, and just kind of elevates it more and then for your turkey okay I think this was the most brilliant thing I ever saw my son When he did Thanksgiving dinner this year, instead of messing around with a whole great big turkey, he went out and he bought turkey legs, turkey thighs, turkey breast, all in pieces. He then marinated them all, so they sat in this gorgeous marinade overnight that he marinated in some olive oil, a little sage, a little lemon juice, and then he just roasted off the turkey like that so that, first of all, he had control over the time that it roasted because very often the breast meat will be drier than the thigh and Mm -hmm. the leg meat. So he roasted the thigh and the leg meat a little bit longer and then added the breast. And then all he did was uh, bring it all out, let it cool a little bit and he just kind of um, cut it all up and removed it from the bones and nobody ever knew that he hadn't made a great big turkey. He was also able to create a gravy out of that. So I was just like, I'm not worthy. This was amazing. Especially if you have a smaller group to look after, or if you're newer in the kitchen and don't want to tackle a great big turkey.
1: Tackling a great big turkey. That sounds like some folks fun after Thanksgiving, but we'll leave, that, we'll leave that up to them. We won't judge. So these are some really great ideas. How about the big discussion here, Lindsay, and uh, Uh you may be biased on this one, but where do you draw the line for folks who are maybe not as skilled in the kitchen as a kitchen witch? Uh When do you decide to buy things that are already prepared as opposed to trying? Are there certain things that you think or maybe just easier to concede and say, hey, don't worry about making the pie, for example. You can buy that at the store, focus uh-huh. on the other. Uh, what's your advice to people who are sort of freaked out about that but don't want to buy everything because they don't want to be known as, you know, the one who ran to the store to buy everything?
0: We absolutely. And, you know, I totally get that. Not First of all, not everybody has the time to put together a huge from scratch dinner. And also, not everybody has the interest or the skill set to do that. So, what's really nice nowadays is that there are so many great choices of things that we can do to make our lives easier. So, um To be honest, I do think that your side dishes, like your potatoes, and for those of us who like vegetables, I think, you know, doing those fresh, they're very, very easy to do. Really, it's just a matter of boiling some water, seasoning, tasting, or following a recipe. But, you know, for your big-ticket item... Either um, doing the what my son did with the with the uh, turkey pieces, or you know, if you have a great place where you know you can go and, and get a roasted turkey and it's going to be done for you, um, you might get an exceptionally good turkey that way. And I know you know many delis and places like that will do that for people. The key at Thanksgiving and any time that we're entertaining, I think, is to be relaxed and if to have a few things that have been pre-done will help relax a person, then better. I'd rather go to somebody's place where we're all having fun and, you know, and nobody is stressed out than go to, like, the perfect meal and the host is having heart failure in the kitchen. So, And I yeah. can speak from experience with that because my mother was a person who had many heart attacks cooking Thanksgiving dinner over the years.
1: I, I think, you know what, to that, too, that maybe is a good point of – Because the turkey is seen as, for most people, the star of the meal, if Mm -hmm. that scares you, maybe it is good to focus on having someone else prepare that so at least at the end of the day you know that's fine. Maybe you've charred your mashed potatoes somehow and uh, flambéed the wrong vegetable. (laughs) But if you at least have a turkey, you can fall back on that. Um,
0: Exactly, and you can just carve it up and put it on your own plate. Nobody has to know that you didn't roast that turkey yourself. Does that make me dishonest, Dan?
1: I don't know. We will <laughs> let the folks out there decide, but that's a great <laughs> idea. And here at Crow Manor, I have more than one oven, so I can easily sneak a turkey in if Absolutely. I need to. Hey, I'd I've
0: like... been known to sneak a pie out of a tinfoil pie plate and into a real one. So, hey, if I can do it, other people can too.
1: No, not the kitchen witch. (laughs) Are there any, I want to make sure that we don't run out of time for the tips before I have my speed round questions for you. Are there any other Mm -hmm. must know tips that you think would really benefit listeners?
0: Well, I think that the other sort of best known tip, is this going to out me even further? Uh I think for those people who enjoy to have a cocktail, I think that's my tip give yourself time, pre-plan and pre-make as much stuff as you can. If you're not confident cooking a turkey, pick one up. Nobody has to know. And then relax and do something relaxing for yourself before your guests arrive, whether that's a cocktail or you just want to sit and take a few breaths, but really focusing on the fact that we're bringing friends and family together, and that's the whole point of it, and I, it just breaks my heart to see people who get so stressed out over cooking dinner, because there are so many, as I said, there's so many great ways to get around that, and uh, and and to maybe even purchase a couple of things yourself, and that kind of leads me as well into dessert, which is my surprise for you, but I could say that now, or save it till later, it's it's
1: up to you. Uh, well, first, I was going to say that I thought you were going to say that the, the key was to get all of your guests drunk so they don't know if the food is any well, good or okay. not. That's I, didn't I thought not were that, going.
0: but you read between the lines very, very well. <laughs> so now, <laughs> now it's making about me. Some hungry people, they're going to eat whatever you serve them. <laughs> That is true.
1: So, what is this about dessert? It's a surprise dessert. I can't wait to hear this. Please, okay. Sharon.
0: Well, you know, I know you now, Dan. I've known you for a few years now, and I I am aware of your aversion to vegetables. So, I just I had to uh, come up with something that I know you will love. So, I know in the past you made my um, Pillsbury apple turnovers, and you enjoyed them. And I know they you like a, a nice sweet dessert. So, I went out looking for what I thought could be the signature dessert for um, the Dan Kroll Thanksgiving this year. It is not my own recipe, but I fell in love with this recipe. It is from the Food and Wine website. I have decided to recall this, the Kroll Cooler. And this is so brilliant. All it is, it's caramel apple ice cream. And basically, all you do is you... Um, heat up, you just slice up some apples in a pan with some butter, some sugar, and um, some cinnamon. Get those all nice and soft, and then you're going to mix those up into just regular store-bought vanilla ice cream, some canned, store-bought, you can buy this, it's called Dulce de Leche, and basically what that is, is it's heaven in a can. It is creamy caramel goodness that you're going to mix up with the ice cream and the apples, and then you're going to let that go into your freezer for about four hours. And then you just serve it up as your Thanksgiving dessert with chocolate shavings for garnish and a little crumbled ginger snaps. And I saw this recipe and I was like, OMG, I have to try this. And I thought I have to have Dan give this a try as well. I
1: think I will. Uh, I was still planning. I mean, every fall I do roll out the, the Crescents. They are so amazing. And we yeah. have that recipe at Crowcall.com and all these other things. Before we run out of time, I want to let people know where they can go to see your kitchen witchery and to get recipes and all that other stuff, so please share it with the listeners.
0: Yes, well, the best, my favorite place for people to come and share in the kitchen witchery is on my YouTube channel, so I am on every Wednesday, I put up a new recipe video, and uh, and I also Talk about a little bit about what's going on in my life. Occasionally, my husband, who does enjoy the spotlight, goes by the handle Big V. He does join me, and and he is another one who enjoys the impersonations. So oh. occasionally, we'll have him joining me as Arnold Schwarzenegger in the kitchen, or whatever character he is that day. And uh, and really, my recipes, what they are, is they're super easy. They're geared toward people who are you know from beginner cook to to any level of cook. The recipes are always detailed. Uh, uh, they can be found in the, in the video description box, and I'm also very, very interested in getting to know the people who uh, come around the channel, so questions, whatever, um, I'm very interactive with everybody, and so I'd be excited for people to come check it out. This week's recipe that I have up is an amazing recipe for beef stew with wild I mushrooms saw. and then a potato dumpling, so good.
1: We only have about 30 seconds for this, so I have to make it quick. Is there a favorite kitchen utensil that you cannot live without?
0: Yes. It is a good, sharp knife. Good quality knife. You can make do with little spoons and everything else, but you need to have a good knife and keep it sharp.
1: We're going to have more of our speed round, but we'll be posting it online. Other questions for Lindsay that she will answer, and she will answer them. Honestly, I hope. Lindsay, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out to give us these wonderful tips to help us get through Thanksgiving.
0: Absolutely, and thanks for having me on, Dan. I also want to thank David
1: A. Gregory for being here. For more information about powder burns, for more information about recipes from The Kitchen Witch, please head over to our website at krollcall.com. Follow us on Twitter at Kroll Call Show. You can listen to any episode that we broadcast in our archives at krollcall.com. It's completely free. You can also go to iTunes, search for Crollcall Call in the podcast section. You can download them. It's completely free. Until... Next time, though, remember, the next time the phone rings, pick it up. It could be the crow call with a turkey or a pie. (laughs) Stay tuned for more next time. We'll see you then.